Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. James 1 and 19, let's read it. You ready? Let's read it, everybody. James 1 and 19, it says this. My dear brothers and who? Sisters. We didn't leave the sisters out. No, sorry. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to what, everybody? Listen. Quick to listen and slow to what? Speak. Slow to speak. And slow to become? Angry. That's it right there. That's the message. That's it. Quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Now, would you just hold your, hold your hands out like this and let's pray together. Would you bow your heads and repeat this prayer after me? Dear God, Dear God let your words speak to me. Let your words speak to me. Let it change me. Let it change me. I open my mind and my heart. Fill me, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen, everybody. Amen, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. And we want to let you know, if you do not have a Bible in your home, please feel free to take one of those that's under the seat. We want every home to have a Bible. Amen. We want you to have a Bible in your house. We're believing for a Bible revival, everybody. Right. Amen. Amen. It's happening amen. now. Well, we began this series four weeks ago. Can you believe, Rhonda, it's been four weeks? Four weeks. Yeah, I can believe it. <laughs> <laughs> She's actually been preparing with me. And so, uh, uh, but it's been four weeks that we started this series called Happy Habits for Marriage. That's right. Now, uh, Happy Habits for Marriage has been an it's been a lot for, it's been for everybody. That's right. Because listen, we, and we say this every week through our relationship series that, you know, we're not speaking to your past because we don't want to bring guilt on every, anyone, but we're just speaking to you from this day forward. So we're just hoping that what we're saying today, you can just carry with you. And also, you know, we're emphasizing marriages, but this is for every relationship. If you'll take these principles, you can use them in any relationship and we promise you that it will help you in those. So uh, again, it's from this day forward, right? It is. And, and Jeff, guess what we got again? We got a marriage box. We got our marriage box. Remember we talked about this every week. We feel like it's so important that we let you guys know that we feel like when we, when we get married, we think that we're going to have this beautiful box and it's just going to be filled with all of our hopes and dreams. But Jeff, we found out it's not in the box, is it? It's what we put in the box. Right. So, so many times, like, you know, I've been so blessed to perform so many marriages uh, here at, uh, as a part of our family. Shoot, I've run, I've performed marriages in barns and stables That's and right. everything else. It's amazing. And, but it's amazing how much time couples will put into preparing for their marriage, but uh, their wedding day, I should say, but do not prepare for their marriage. And every, I can tell you how it works. Oh man, I go to these weddings and, and they're just like, they've been waiting, they've been planning this day and, and everybody's just right. And they think that on that wedding day, that once they get married, that everything's going to be perfect. And they think that, you know, that, that love is in marriage and that romance is in marriage and that friendship's in marriage. Well, let me tell you something. None of that's in marriage. It's in people. Love is in people. Romance is in people. Friendship's in people. And people have to put it into marriage. And so that's what we want you to know out of this series is that it's up to you to put it into the relationship because it never will just appear there. Right. That's right. And so we've been uh, in this series called Happy Habits 
for marriage, we have been talking about some habits that we should form, again, that work for every relationship, but we're leaning into marriage. And the first one that we said was, be responsible, be responsible. And I just want to ask you, Rhonda's going to hold it up, you may not be able to see it, but there's something that we were saying, and it says this, I am response-able. Come on, let's say it together, everybody. I am response-able. I am response-able. That means I'm able to choose my response, is that I don't have to go off of instinct, I don't have to react immediately, that I can put some space in between what happens to me and how I respond to it. Right. And it saves a lot of problems. And the, and the next one was start with the end in mind. Right. Start with the end in mind. And we said this, you ready? I put, put first, first things first. first. Let's say that, everybody. I put, I put first things first. And so we talked about getting our priorities right. And again, if you missed any of these, you can go on our website and, and rewatch those again or listen to them again. And then the third one was, we talked about last week was win-win. Think win-win. So we said that we would do that. So we say, I, I think win-win. I think win-win. Let's say it again. I think win-win. That's the way I think. When, you know, we decided last week that, you know, uh, that uh, if, if, if a, a win for me, but if it's not a win for you, it's a loss for both of us. Right. And if it's a win for you and a loss for me, then it's a loss for right. both of us. And so it has to be a win-win. Mm -hmm. And so that changed everything. Now, today we want to talk to you about the fourth one, and that is this, and that is listen first, talk second. The most important one is now. <laughs> and I just think I felt, saw some elbows flying, Rhonda. Listen. That's right. Don't do that. But yeah, so we want to listen first, talk second. So right. we want you to remember this. We, as we say this, we're going to say this over and over today through our time together to help you remember. So let's say it this, this way. You ready? Want to say, I listen first, talk second. Let's say it. You ready? I listen first, talk second. Come on, say it again. I listen first, talk second. And that's a, if, if you can master this one, it changes your relationships in such a big way. So if you guys go ahead and look in your program, I'll give you the first fill in there. It's seek first to understand before seeking to be understood. Seek first to understand before seeking to be understood. So true, right? Let's look at Matthew 15 and 10. It says, Jesus called to the crowd to him and said, listen and understand. What was the first thing? Listen, and then you can understand. So it's so important to get those, uh, those first. We must listen first. Yes, you're never, gonna, you're never gonna understand anyone until you learn to listen. That's what Jesus was saying, is listen, listening comes before understanding. Now, so many times I, I've made this statement, mm -hmm. and then I'm sure that many of you made this statement, or you probably have heard the statement. That is this, it's like, you know what? I just don't understand my wife. I don't understand my children because they won't listen to me. Right. Maybe you've said that or maybe you've heard that. But listen to what you just said. I don't understand them because they won't listen to me. Well, you're never going to understand anybody if you're doing all the talking. If you're going to understand your spouse, if you're going to understand your children, is that you have to listen to them. And that's why we, it's so important to understand that today. Now... 
Uh, also want to share something with you, Rhonda. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like to go to the doctor. I don't know many men that do. I don't know women that like to go either. But anybody really likes. Yeah, nobody likes doctor, to go to the doctor. Yeah. As a matter of fact, the reason men don't want to go to the doctor is because we ain't got it until they tell us we got it. <laughs> right, men? That's just we ain't got it until they tell us we got it. So we ain't going. But but when I you know when I go to the doctor. It's, a, you know, when I go and they, they, find, they put you in the little room back there and make you wait, you know, and I'm all like, okay, come on, blood pressure's starting to go up, waiting on them to take my blood pressure. And, but, but, you know, if the doctor walked in and says, hey, listen, I, I just want to stop in to say, you know, I, I know you're sick, but I'm just going to go ahead, I'm just going to give you anxiety medicine. Well, friend, the only thing I'm anxious about is sitting in your little room here. I'm not anxious. No, I know. No, I have a stomach issue that I need some help with. But I'm just going to give you anxiety. That's what I'm giving out today. I'm giving everybody anxiety medicine. Well, we wouldn't go back to the doctor. The reason is we want him to diagnose before he's prescribed, right? And the only way that he can diagnose us is that he or she is they've got to sit there and they've got to listen to us, right? They've got to say, well, tell me what's going on. What kind of symptoms do you have? And I want my doctor to sit there and listen. How about you? Mm-hmm. I don't want to say, okay, well, I've got to go. No, I'm like, sit down. I wrote down my questions before I got here, okay? So, see, so what I'm saying, it's important to diagnose before you prescribe. And there's no way in your relationships that you can diagnose until you listen. You have to listen. Diagnose before you prescribe. Right. So, Jeff, what are we, we saying today? So our words are this. Let's say them together, everybody. I, I listen, listen first, first talk, talk second. second. That's right. So we have on your outline four steps to listen to understand. So the first one is this. You ready to write it down? Take the time. Oh, such a small word, but it's so hard to do. It's take the time. We've got to plan time to talk. Ephesians 4.15 tells us this. Speaking the truth with love, we will grow up in every way into Christ, who is the head. So key there is speaking the truth with what? Love. We've got to speak the truth with love. So here's the thing I know is if we don't take time to talk, if we don't take time out to talk about with our spouse about different things that's going on, we'll start griping at our spouse. We'll start saying, hey, you left the clothes on the floor. Why did you do that, Jeff? Again, can't believe that. Hey, you squeeze the toothpaste in the middle. Don't you know that we like to roll that up from the bottom? You're getting personal now. <laughs> hey, you know, last night, some of you little kids, you might say, you didn't help me one time with the kids. It was all me all night. Now I'm so tired. But what, I, I, what we need to realize is, is that the real issue that's going on? Is that really the issue that's happening? Or is it that we, we're not getting what we need from our spouse? So we start complaining about all these little things. Here's what I want to uh, let you know. When you speak the truth with love, the first thing we have to do is get beyond all these little things and what is the real issue? What's really going on? Why does every, why is every little thing bothering me today? You ever been there? Every little thing bothers you. Mm-hmm. But you know, you got to find out what's behind that. So in planning this time, I think first of all, you have to plan time with just yourself to be honest and say, what's the real issue that's going on? Why am I feeling this way? You got to have a meeting with yourself. And then second, plan a meeting with your spouse to talk about those things. Listen, about, listen to this. When you're speaking the truth in love, you got to find out that issue because this is, this is the reason. If you don't share your feelings, if you don't find out the real root cause, if you don't share your feelings, you won't feel understood. 
And when you don't feel understood, you become lonely. That's so truth it truth in that. There's, it's truth is that when we don't share our feelings and we don't feel like the other person's understanding our feelings, it can be a very lonely place. So we got to take the time to talk to each other. We got to find out what, what it is and talk to each other about it. Now we do this in different ways. One way that we, we talk to each other, Jeff, is we get in that car and you know, automatically you want to turn on the radio, but we don't do that. We keep the radio off so we can talk. Another thing that we do is we take walks together and we try to talk through the, while we're walking. So what I'm saying is you got to find out what works for you. You can't really have a great talk when things are all heated up. You got to plan it. You got to find a time when you can relax, you've figured out what the issue is and you can talk to each other. So again, we have, now we have something that might help you kickstart this. We have a date night coming up that's on March the 10th. Now this could be a great night for you to plan time to be together because you can talk on the way here and you can talk on the way home. So we're asking you to sign up, take that connection card, sign up for our marriage event and let's plan some time together, right? Yes, and we actually have childcare that night as well. That's so if it. you just want to wait time away from your children, come on. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the issue right there. That's the real root problem right, yeah. is I need time away from those children. Yeah, so. just check the box. But you can't leave them here that night, but we'll keep them for about <laughs> two hours. We have food trucks here and everything, so check that box as it's well. It's going to be lots of fun too. So as Rhonda said, you know, it's important to identify the real issue. So it wasn't the clothes on the floors that you didn't spend time with me. That was right. the real issue. And so today, now we want to talk about, again, before we move to our next statement, we, our next step, our next thing, we want to share our statement together. Let's say, okay. you ready? Come on. I, I listen, listen first, first, talk, talk second. second. All right. That, is a, that lesson is so key. Man, it's so key. We save your relationship. So right. number two is this. Number two is avoid door slammers. Avoid door slammers. Boy, when we start talking, we know how to throw those door slammers in there, don't we? The things that always stop the relationships or stop the conversation. And so you're never going to know until you listen. So we want to avoid those. Proverbs 18 and 2, look what he talks about. If you want to know what a fool looks like, he says it right here. This is what he says is foolish. Look what he says. Proverbs 18 and 2, he says, what's that first word, everybody? Fools have no interest in what? Understanding. So if you have no interest in understanding, you're being foolish. Then the second part, he just lights it up a little bit more. He says, they only want to what, everybody? Air. Air their own opinion. In other words, I don't care what you got to say. I just want to tell you what I got to say. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says that's being foolish. And so you're being foolish when you, when you think that way and do it. So I'm going to give you three things uh, quickly that will help you uh, to have great understanding. And that is this. Number one, this piece of advice is this, is don't start to give advice. Right. Don't start to give advice. I'm going to let you write that down. And then I want to share a story with you. Is that, you know, Rhonda and I had been married probably, I don't know, eight or 10. It seemed like 10 year mark is about the time I had a lot of revelations. Yeah. But I remember she had, I remember, uh, being at our, the home we lived in, in the living room, and, and Rhonda was beginning to tell me about a problem that she was having. And I thought, ta-da-ta-da, here I am to save the day. So we had a pad over there, I reached, and I grabbed the pad and the pencil, the paper, and I said, sit down, I'm gonna give you three things. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, boy, I had those, I had those, those fix it. I was ready to give her the answer. I'd been studying leadership. I'd been ready to give her the answers. And I gave her the pad and the paper and she sat down. And then I, I turned back around and I noticed that she was crying. I never forget that, Rhonda. She, I said, what's wrong? I hadn't even said anything yet. <laughs> and I never will forget how you looked at me and you said, Jeff, I just want you to listen to me. I don't want you to give me any answers. Right. Let me tell you something. From my background, that was the most foreign thing I'd ever heard in my life. <laughs> Why would you not want someone to give you an answer? But that wasn't what you wanted. Right. And so I've had to learn to not do that. And the thing is, is he is so good at that now, at listening. Sometimes I go to him and I'm like, listen, today I want to answer, okay? <laughs> so I got, I'll just bring the pad with me. Okay, I'm going to tell you about it and you tell me. But, and you know, you might have to do that because sometimes you just want them to listen and sometimes you want to answer. And you know, we have to let them know what we want, right? So we do that. And sometimes I'm listening and she goes, I know your mind's just a run, a running right now, but just listen to me. That's right. And so being clear about that, matter of fact, that's what helps me is when she's clear, when she says, hey, I just want you to listen today. And then sometimes she says, hey, I want to tell you something. I want your opinion on that. And that really, really helps. The second thing is, is this, is don't start to talk about yourself. <laughs> don't start to talk about yourself. This is one that's uh, funny because we, we laugh about this in our house a lot. Uh, Rhonda's grandfather... Uh, we used to live right beside him when we first got married and uh, we would go over there and he, they, of course, we were in the country and you walk in the door, he'd say, hey, hon, how you doing? Didn't matter who you was. Hey, hon, how you doing? And I said, I'm doing good, pop. We called him pop. Durin. How you Durin? That's right. Not doing, but how you Durin? You Durin all right? Yeah. See, I'm Durin good. How you Durin? <laughs> and I'd go in there and I'd say, he'd say, how you doing? I said, well, you know, today I hurt my finger at, at work and, uh, oh, hon, oh, hon, my knee hurts me so bad, hon. He said, it feels like somebody pulled my knee apart, put marbles in it, and shoved it right back together. It hurts, hon. Forget about it. I, my finger didn't matter anymore. You know what I'm saying? Every time you tell him something, he had a worse uh, injury or whatever to tell you about. Right. And so... Again, there was this, you know, I'm a country music Friday kind of guy. I live, listen to Christian music all week except for Friday. Friday's my day. I love listening to country music because it's amazing how creative people can get writing music. And there's a guy that's a uh, singer by the name of Toby Keith who wrote this song about, wanted about, want to talk about me. This is pretty cool. This is why I listen to country music. Right here it is, everybody. I'm reading some lyrics. Here it is. <laughs> Look what he says. He says, we talk about your friends and the places you've been. We talk about your skin and the devils on your chin, the polish on your toes and the run in your hose. And God knows we're going to talk about your clothes. Uh -huh. You know, talking about you makes me smile, but every once in a while, I want to talk about me, want to talk about I, want to talk about number one, oh my, me, oh my. What I think, what I like, what I know, what I want, what I see. I like talking about you, but you usually, but occasionally, I want to talk about me. <laughs> and he starts singing that every time I do that. <laughs> well, okay, I'll be quiet. So about you. So again, don't start talking about you. The next one is, don't criticize the other person. Don't criticize the other person. 
It's very, very difficult to hold your tongue. But remember, we're talking about I listen first, talk second. When someone is your spouse or, or your children or your parents, whoever is talking to you, it's very, very difficult to, to sit there when they're saying something that, that is critical to you. Mm-hmm. And then to take that without firing right back. But I want to tell you this. You know, I wrote this down, and the statement is this I want to share with you. is griping and complaining, blaming and shaming doesn't bring change. You cannot gripe your spouse into change, everybody. You cannot complain your spouse into change. You can't complain your children into change. It just doesn't work that way. So here's the deal. Here's an eye opener right here. You ready? Stop fixing the blame and start fixing the problem. As long as you're trying to say, it's you, it's you, it's you, it's you, then it's never, ever going to work. But when you stop and say, okay, what really is the problem? The problem is, it's not the clothes on the floor. The problem is, you haven't spent time with me. That's the problem. So stop fixing the blame and fix the problem. And you will never, ever fix the problem if you continually to fix the blame. Amen? You know what's amazing to me, Rhonda? What's that? What's amazing to me is how easy it is for people to go to work or go to school and talk about their spouse and tell them what the problem is. But when they get home to their spouse, they can't tell them about what it is. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how many people go and will say, you know, my spouse, if they would just do this and this, then, you know, and, we, and then the things will work out. But they never talk to their spouse about it. Right. Okay. Right. All right. So let's say our statement again, everybody. You ready? Come on. I listen, I listen first, first and talk, talk second. second. I think I got some toes right there. It got real quiet in oh, here. Oh, I know. It, it, right. it yeah. happens, doesn't it? Mm. All right, you guys ready for number three? Use a talking stick. You've been waiting for this. You're like, what is that? Oh, That's right, wow. yeah. See, here at SEC, we'll do anything to get your attention, even if it's a stick. I'm stepping over here. <laughs> Let's look at our, our verse. Proverbs, here we go, 18. And 13 says, listen before you answer. If you don't, you're being stupid and insulting. Oh, Proverbs, it gets real, doesn't it? I tell you, it gets so real. So use a, use a talking stick. This is actually a, a Native American tradition and they would use it in their tribal council. And this is what it, they would do is one member would get up and they would pass the stick. And whoever had the stick was the only person that was allowed to talk. And that person would talk and then the others around it would repeat what they were saying back to them. And the stick wasn't passed until the person with the stick felt like he had been heard. That's good, right? So that's the reason we gave it to you. Because here's the thing. If you notice, if you know that you're going to have to repeat what's being said, a lot of times our mind gets busy about what we want to say back to them while they're talking, right? We just automatically, when somebody's talking about something, our mind automatically wants to go to what we're going to say next. But if you know there's a test and you got to repeat back what that person's saying, you're, you're going to listen a little deeper. And here's another thing. Not only should, can we learn to repeat back the words, but also it's called reflect the feeling. And it's, you ask the question after they talk, so you feel. Think about that. If you not only had to say the words back to them, but you also had to try to find out what they're feeling, how much, how much more would we listen to them? and try to understand them. If we could just get that, that, it's so easy to say, but it's so hard to do, isn't it? It's to sit back and listen with intent 
that I really want to hear you and I really want to know how you feel. Do we do that? But that's what this stick is just going to represent. And listen, I think this will be a great tool to use with your kids, especially with your kids. And, uh, you know, and... and, Yeah, great tool to use. (laughs) (laughs) With our relationship, too. You know what? We want you to personalize it. You know, you can get your kids to draw on it. You can draw on it. Now, I personalize my stick. I want to... Carly, can you help me with my stick? (laughs) (laughs) This... It's my talking stick, so you better listen <laughs> to what I got to say, right? Right. Yes, ma'am. Because you know, Jeff likes to talk way more than I like to talk. So when I get a chance to talk, I pull out the stick, right? Right. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> but anyway, we just want to encourage you to take that, personalize that stick, and uh, let's see what happens. Oh, Jeff, we got a next step, too, for you on that. On your next step, it says, I will use the talking stick to understand and to be understood. And I know you, you know, you might think this is silly, but hey, give it a try. Let's just see what happens. Let's try it this week. Yes. So again, using your talking stick, making sure that you have it available, decorate it like she said, and trying it with your family. Here, it's your time to talk. I'm not going to say anything until afterwards. Now listen, we don't want you to do like the, like a, like a, you watching debates of politicians, how when they're debating, they're just writing down. They're just writing, right. you know, while the other person's talking, they're just writing down how they're going to shoot back, you know, how they're going to fire back. Well, that's not the goal of communication. You're not running for office, everybody. You're trying to keep your home together. Amen? Right. Amen. So check the box. You say, Pastor Jeff, why would you want me to check the box on this card? Because we're going to pray over you. Look, the past four weeks, we have given you everything we can of ourselves to help you because we want you to get better. I don't care if you've been married 10 days or you've been married 60 years. You can always grow and get better. Amen? Amen. Now, you can be those people that when you get, grow older, you can grow apart, and, or you can be the people as grow older, you grow older together. And that's what we want to do. We want you to grow together, that God can help you with that. That takes us to, to our uh, words that we're saying again, our statement. Let's say, you ready? Come on. I listen listen first and talk talk second. second. Come on, say it again, everybody. I I listen listen first and talk talk second. second. That's the biggest thing in relationship issues. The last one is number four is value differences, everybody. Value differences. I'm going to let you write that down because I got, well, read the passage and we'll do what I was going to share with you. Romans uh, 12 and 10, it says this. It says, love each other as brothers and sisters and honor others more than you do yourself. You notice that? Love each other as brothers and sisters and honor each other more than you do yourself. Now, I want to share something with you. Is that, you Rhonda, will you put on my glasses? Okay. Will you put on mine? Well, if you'll put on mine. All right. Here you go. You know, we, we have glasses, but we don't, have to, we don't have to wear them all the time. So I'm going to put yours on. Oh, my God, I can't see anybody. (laughs) Where's the edge of the stage at? Lord, you're blind, too. You can't read anything without these glasses. I I can't. Those are strong readers. There's three of you guys right here. I don't know know which one I'd say hello to. How are you doing over there? You doing good? I I didn't realize you couldn't see. I didn't realize you couldn't see. (laughs) (laughs) What I want to share with you is that the reason I had her do that is because 
you know, we see things differently. Our eyesight is different. How crazy would it be for, for me to go to the eye doctor and come home and, and uh, run to say, well, here, Jeff, just take my glasses. Well, that's nuts because I can't see her through her glasses. We see things differently. And that's what we want you to know about perspective of the person that you're living with. They don't see it the way you do. And many times that's exactly what we do is we try to tell our spouse and our children, just see it this way. Just put my glasses on. Don't worry about it. Just put these on. Mm -hmm. And we can't do that, everybody, because everybody sees things differently. Right. And we're to value the differences of others. And so what we, we're having to learn to do, again, we still have to learn to do it is this, is that we have to say, hey, listen, you see it one way, I see it another. Help me understand how you see it. Help me to know how you see it. Help me to understand. And once we seek to understand, it changes everything. And let me just tell you something. We are different people. You know, that, matter of fact, I noticed your difference when I was about 15 years old. Rhonda yeah. came to, our, you know, I, I was, my dad made me go to church and I was sitting on the back row. You know, I couldn't wait to get out of there. And Rhonda, her family come in a little bit late. They made that grand entrance. <laughs> Yeah. Like some of you, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she made that great. And I, Rhonda, I still remember that denim you uh, skirt you had on. Yeah. That thing was popping going down wow. that aisle. Wow. Yes, sir. I, Tell I remember what. that little, that little a yellow shirt you had on with that little alligator right there on it. Yeah. That alligator. That well, I can't on. say about that alligator. But anyways. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Woo. I noticed the 80s. You remember the 80s? Yes, we do. That's right. I, I said, she's different than me. And I sure do like that difference. I sure <laughs> do. And I said, oh, she's so fine. I got to make oh, her mine. Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yes. And that, it was that difference that attracted me to her. And let me tell you, after 35 years, I still like that difference. <laughs> yeah. Amen, everybody. <laughs> That's right. Yes, I do. Oh, yeah. Look, they're encouraging you. That's right. We got to hurry up and get up out of here. <laughs> That's right. They say, Pastor, aren't you too old for that? No. No, no. Still chasing this woman. Oh, goodness. The reason I share all of that to you is because it's our differences that make us attractive. And you're always going to attract somebody that's not like you. I see it all the time, all the time. People say, come to me and say, well, pastor, I just can't put up with it anymore. We're just totally, we're just opposite people. We're just not alike. And they say, you know what? We're going to get a divorce. And they do. They'll get a divorce. And you know what? Only to watch out, only like a, two, a year to two later when they find somebody new, I'm sitting back and I'm watching and I see the same person. <laughs> it, it, their face looks different. But if you watch their personality, it's just like the person they just left. So here's the deal. Love the one you're with because you're going to get somebody just like them. 99% of the time. So love the one you're with. At least you know the one you have, right? Yeah, so it's our differences that make us attractive to each other. Look, there is nobody any different than the two of us. It took me 10 years to understand that Rhonda... She was okay. <laughs> I mean, this, this sounds horrible. It sounds horrible, but I really thought something was wrong with her. <laughs> I really did. I mean, I was like, and I know that sounds bad, but I'm saying 
everybody in my family wore these glasses. Everybody in my family was dominant. Everybody, you fight for your right. You know, everybody was loud. And, and everybody that I knew was like me. I mean, listen, we would go in Walmart and have our own concert on aisle 10. It didn't matter with us. <laughs> We'd break out singing right there. It didn't uh, matter. That's true. Oh, and it humiliated her. Oh, we would be going down Walmart and I'd say, Amazing Grace. Never mind, whatever, but... <laughs> I'm trying to sing more than that. That's the only song that's what comes to my mind. <laughs> okay. And that's exactly what happens in Walmart. Whatever right. comes to my mind. I don't know. I just sing it. And Rhonda's like, What me was like, Don't do that. Yeah. Calm down. And I was like, What's wrong with you? Like, I would just show up at your house. I mean, like, hey, I see your car and you go, Hey, we're going to see them. She goes, oh, no, 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 no. They don't know we're coming. Well, they'll know when we get to the door. <laughs> and then I found my stick. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is this, is like we were so different. And I know that she had to think that she's married to an alien. <laughs> so different. And it was only when we began to, uh, for 10 years, to 10 years, I tried to make her wear my glasses. And I'm gonna tell you something, you're looking at two people that were miserable, miserable. You know, that didn't soften her heart, it closed her heart. And so after that, I, I, we began to try to understand each other's differences. And what I wanna to say to you is this, a verse on your outline, Ephesians 5:21. Look what it says. It says, honor, honor. Honor Christ and put others first. Honor Christ. You know, I'm privileged to, to be the pastor of this church and, and I get to perform the weddings of many people. And it's an honor to do that. And at every wedding we think, okay, well, we're gonna go and uh, we're gonna, you know, tie the knot. That's why I have a knot right here. And we say, okay, at that, at that wedding, it's gonna be God, and it's gonna be the two people. And what I want you to know is this, is that that's God created marriage. It's his idea. Nobody else, cre God created. And so he wants to be in the center of it. It's, it's always be God and it's to be a man and it's to be a woman. That's the marriage that God blesses, a man and a woman coming together in holy matrimony with God. And when we do, when we do, that knot is tied. Now, what I want to show you is that the wedding day is still, see how everybody's sort of out here on their own, they're just doing their own thing. That's the wedding day. But what makes life together is when we begin to value each other's difference and we keep Christ at the center. I'm gonna ask Rhonda, will you help me with this? She's gonna braid those things for me because I can't do that. And as she's doing that, what you see, as she's braided this together, Look what's happened to us. As we wrapped ourselves around Christ, notice how we've gotten together as a couple. Look, everybody wants to be close. Everybody wants to be intimate. But I want to tell you, it starts with Jesus Christ. Without him in the middle, it will not, you will not have what you're looking for. He has to be first in every relationship. 
And he's the one that brings us all together. You know, we're saying biblical love is doing good for other people no matter how we feel. Well, you won't do good for another person no matter how you feel if you don't have God in the center. Amen, everybody? And what I want to tell you is that for 35 years, 35 years, this is what's kept us together. When life has pulled at us and tried to pull us apart, you know, through adversity, through difficult times, through financial crisis, through, through a family crisis, through crisis with our children, through crisis with our job, through crisis with our sicknesses, and all those things that we've been through all those years, the only reason that we're together today is because Christ has been in the center. Listen, we've done a lot of things wrong, and we've been very transparent all these years with you telling you, we're not perfect people, but the one thing that we've done right is we've always kept Jesus Christ in the center of our lives. And because of that, he's been in the center of our relationship. And I just want to tell you, it doesn't work without him. It doesn't work without him. He's the glue. And today, if you don't know him, I want to invite you to know Jesus Christ. Because my friend, if he's not the center, you say, well, I know about Jesus. I believe in him. Let me tell you something. That's wonderful. The devil believes in him. But until you put him in the center, he, he won't be able to hold your life together. And he won't be able to hold your relationship together. So right now, I want to invite you to put Jesus at the center. Would you bow your heads with me, those online as well? Today, if you're not a follower of Jesus, I want you to invite him today. And you simply just say this prayer. You can say it after me. You don't even have to say it out loud. But you can say it and he'll hear you and he'll come in. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. I repent of all the wrong I've done. Save me, Lord Jesus. Help me to be the person that I can be. Help me to be the spouse that I can be. Help me to be the father that I can be. Help me to be the mother that I can be. Help me to be the child that I can be. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can we give God a hand for all the people that just prayed that prayer? We want you to check it on this box. If you prayed that prayer to become a Christ follower, check it so I can send you something in the mail because we think you're worth praying over. That's why we want you to turn these cards in each week so we can pray over you and your family. So again, we want to say thank you. And then also, Rhonda, you're about to tell us something. Yes, I would. I did. You know, we have our box up here and we have one more that we got to put in, Jeff. That's right. Says, what is it, everybody? I listen first, talk, talk second. second. So every week we've been putting in our box, you know, every week. And we talked about all the things that we wanted in marriage. But I wanted to show you what happens when we take the time to do these habits and to invest in our marriage. Now it's, it is filled with all the things that we wanted in the very beginning. There's trust in our relationship. Now we have love in our relationship that's in our box. Now there's happiness that's in our box. And last but not least, there's romance because we're working on it because it's us putting in the box. Now we have that great wedding box that we always wanted. Everything you desire comes when you practice these habits. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just wanna say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab 
We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.